step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey, brothers. Okay, brothers and sisters, look. Look, we're back. We're back live. I was in the middle of talking to you, and it was man down. But now it's man up. And so we're back. So I hope I did not lose you guys. We're going to start again from the beginning of the Forgiveness and Regret, the Ray Carruth case. Ten years later, you're listening live to the search effort. This is Ayana, <laughs> your host of the Sister Speak show. Sorry about that. So sorry. Here we go. It was the Charlotte crime that gripped the nation. Ten years ago tonight, the pregnant former girlfriend of then Carolina Panther Ray Carruth shot now the man who fired the gun and helped convict Carruth. That's what I was talking about. Oh, I see. Like Carruth. Speaks to me one-on-one from his prison cell about the murder, why he did it, and Charika Adams' little boy in a News Channel 36 exclusive. I just learned how to walk again. I'm just getting my strength back. Van Watkins is physically not what he used to be. I would rip you like a rag doll. The threats he made years ago to Ray Carruth's attorney in the courtroom would be hard to back up now. He is suffering from severe osteoarthritis and degenerative hip disease. There's no more fighting. I can't fight you. But Van's done his share of fighting. 28 infractions in prison have landed him in solitary confinement over and over. He spent more than seven years there. That's 23 hours a day alone in his cell. What do you think has been the biggest change in 10 years? Wisdom come with age, experience. He reviews his life daily. Man's downfall is greed. The football player was making $38,000 a week. I was making probably 15. And I wanted the easy way. A little more than an hour away from Van Brett Watkins is the Nash Correctional Institution. It's where Ray Carruth has lived for the last four years. He declined our request for an interview. A prison official tells me he's extremely quiet and keeps to himself. Have you had any contact with him at all? For what? What's there to talk about? I got 40 to 50 years. I may die in prison. Carruth got half that. Van Watkins was managing a Charlotte nightclub when the two met. And then he said, one of your managers for the club told me that you was a hot shot in New York. I said, I got a problem. Van says Carruth knew about his criminal background, that he'd served time in New York. The Panthers' wide receiver told him about a pregnant former girlfriend who insisted on having her baby. Says she don't want pay. She wants to have the baby. I don't want her to have the baby. I want you to beat her up and abort the baby. And I thought about it for five months before I did it. He called me 180 times in 150 days. In the early morning hours of November 16th, he and two other men follow Ray and Sharika from the movies. I fired one shot. And four more shots. Bam, 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 bam. She was screaming. Sharika gave birth to Chancellor Lee Adams by emergency C-section the night of the shooting. She would die a month later, leaving her mother to care for her son, who suffers from cerebral palsy. If you had to guess, how many letters do you think you wrote her? Maybe ten. And he would include... You know, $5, $10, whenever he could, just to help with what Chancellor may need. And he needs a lot, though he is surpassing doctors' predictions. He's in therapy mm. and uh, recently took more than 100 steps on mm. his own and is speaking. How old is but he But she now? thinks he's 10. Mm. 
when you speak to her, she has so much joy about all that he's been able to do. And he's in school. Mm. He goes to a school. Thank um, God. I still think about Chancellor. I still think about Miss Adams. I still pray five times a day and ask for forgiveness five times a day. I still think because he is a human being, he deserves to be forgiven. You know, I'm not excusing the fact that he pulled that trigger and shot my daughter in cold blood the way he did. I'm not saying that, you know, it's not justice for him to be serving time because it is, because he, t he took my daughter's life. And just, you know, it was just a horrific thing that he did. But he didn't personally know my daughter. And I believe if he had been contracted to kill me, it was about the money. He, it could have been anybody. Watkins is hoping he will soon be medically cleared to get a job in the prison's canteen. So they give me an extra pillow. They give me an extra mattress for the back pain. He spends his days reading and writing letters for inmates who don't know how. Did you know her before? He regularly receives letters and cards from about 30 people, half of whom only know him because of the national television coverage of the trial. She seen me on uh, court TV. She's been writing me for years. And he accepts what his life is now. Seems like you've found a certain amount of peace. You have to find peace. You have to stay in control yourself. Are you mind over matter or matter over mind? Ten years ago today, an expectant mother was shot along Ray Road. Sharika Adams' name became national news. Her former boyfriend, then Carolina Panther Ray Carruth, was implicated in the murder. Sharika's mother has raised the baby boy who was born prematurely that night. When I set out to talk with Mrs. Adams one-on-one, -on -one, I wasn't sure what to expect. What I found moved me in a way that no other story has in a while. Sandra Adams invites us to join her and her grandson at his weekly therapy session. Chancellor Lee is not the least bit camera shy. Mm. These two-hour sessions are something he's known his whole life. Look, just oh, like his daddy, yeah. too. That's right. He's come a mm. very long way, and he's very motivated. He's probably the hardest worker that I have. One! Lee has cerebral palsy. Go, go, Bango. He works so hard to do what most 10-year-olds take for granted. Squeeze it out. Walking. Going up steps. Perfect. Opening doors. You can do it, buddy. You can do it. If I say you want to take a rest break, it's not long before he's hopping up ready to go again. His grandmother is proud and amazed. They were, you know, very reluctant to say that he was going to walk independently or be able to talk or even do feeding himself or, you know, the things that he is doing now. Even after an exhausting therapy session, Lee is joyful and happy returning to school. Just in time for lunch. He knows that God loves him and his mommy angel is watching over him and she loves him. And is that what you call yes, Sharika? Yes, I call Sharika's mommy angel. Sharika was Sandra Adams' only child. She was eight months pregnant when she was shot on that November night ten years ago. Sandra tells me her strong faith is the only way she made it through the weeks after the shooting. That verse that says you have a peace that passes all understanding, it was the rhema word for me. You know, that was the living word for me at that time. The circus-like atmosphere surrounding the trial for the NFL player often left her feeling enraged. In court, she watched as Ray Garuth the man she had known as Sharika's boyfriend seemed to smirk at her daily. I, I almost thought the trial was, okay, my daughter is the one dead. Y'all are not focusing on her death. Do you hear from him? Uh, not now. I used to hear from Ray a lot. She tells me the letters stopped after Ray's legal appeals were exhausted, and he still denies masterminding the plot to kill Sharika. I was stuck on that for a little while that I really wanted him to tell me he was sorry. But, you know, I don't even need that anymore. I don't even need that anymore. God has really uh, matured me to a different level. What I find most remarkable about Sandra is her message about forgiving the four men convicted in the crime. You had forgiven him by the time of the trial. None of them were going to keep me in bondage. 
all because Sharika was having a baby Karuth didn't want to support. And the only way for me to be out of bondage was to immediately forgive them and open that door for my soul to be free. Hatred, she believes, is non-productive. Instead, this tragedy has led her on a mission. She speaks out often for peace. And it's really a shame that the number one killer of pregnant women is murder. And Sandra is convinced Lee has a ministry too. I believe that we come equipped already with what we're to use in life. So I believe it's a smile in his eyes. Yeah. Doctors predicted a limited life, but Sandra and Lee together are finding they can stretch the limits farther than anyone thought. I just know he was going to be loved. Good job. In my opinion, love can just conquer almost anything that, that you got to face. Wow. Brothers and sisters, you just listened to Forgiveness and Regret, the Ray Carruth case 10 years later. I apologize to you all. Yes, this show will be in two parts, but we are definitely still live talking about the Sharika Adams and Ray Carruth case. And you just got to listen to a synopsis. I watched the entire court case from beginning to end. I did not miss one single court show. I watched this case from beginning, middle to the end. I mean, nonstop because I was very intrigued by what had taken place. And it was also almost like sitting in, in a classroom, you know, getting schooled about the do's and the don'ts and the and the watch out for's. So first off, I definitely want to commend Sharika's grandmother for stepping in and raising this young boy. You know, it, it is not an easy task to raise anybody with special needs. So shout out to her for still, you know, stepping in there and taking care of this young man. And I also read that Ray Carruth wants to be reunited with his son. It's nothing like time. Time and silence, being still, <clears throat> solitary confinement, jail time, whatever it is, you know, incarceration that will really change your life and have you thinking totally differently. A lot of times it's nothing but just a little further down the road where we sit there and say, why did I do that? Uh, that wasn't the right thing to do. Ooh, I kind of, you know what? I regret that. You know, there are a lot of people say I have no regrets. Look, I have regrets, period, point blank. There are some things I shouldn't have done at all. And I know Ray Carruth has a regret that he should not have hired Van Brett Watkins to murder the child of his mother, I mean, the, the mother of his child. And then look, your son survived, Ray. He survived, brother. He survived. You didn't want her to have the baby and the baby is here and now you want to meet him. Do you see how crazy that sounds? How this all really wasn't even worth it? Is it worth it? You know, look, it goes back to what I talked about the other night, self-control. We all are, have areas in our life where we need to have more self-control, okay? But look, he wants to meet his son that he didn't want. She wanted to keep the baby. He didn't want the baby. So you kill her and, 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 and. Hopefully the baby will die and the baby survived. And not only that, Ray, Sharika was able to have enough energy to say it was you. It was you. Set, set it all up. Let's go to the movies. Let's hang out. Let's chill. Let's do this. Let's do that. And then on the way home, plotting and planning like, oh, Ray, you dropped the ball. Pardon the pun. You really did, though. And I hope that you have, Ray, <laughs> I'm talking to Ray and all the other Rays. I hope you have learned a valuable lesson that there, there is a power that leads to death. And what took place with Sharika Adams? She just liked you. She liked you. Y'all got together. You liked her, you know. It's nothing like sitting on the phone and somebody just telling you all kind of sweet nothings. And I say nothings because in the end it leads to nothing if there's no productivity 
from those sweet things that are being said. So the Sharika Adams and Ray Carruth case, Ray Carruth used to pay for the, play for the, you know, Panthers, no longer playing for the Panthers, 45 years old, getting out, I think this year. And he is going to hopefully, um, in his mind, reunite with his son. And you know what is so beautiful about forgiveness is that his son may even forgive him, right? <laughs> Brothers and sisters, when it comes to a relationship, how crazy are you? I need to know. People need to know. How crazy are you? Do you discuss your boundaries ahead of time? Or do your boundaries just come out as they mess up? How crazy are you? Can you handle sex? Can you handle fornicating? <laughs> Can you handle a pregnancy, my sister, my brother? Can you handle laying down with someone, engaging in something so beautiful that can ultimately lead to jealousy, mm, possessiveness, obsessions? Where were you? How long were you there? When are you coming back? Are you going to wear that? I called you. I text you. So you going to pretend like you just didn't see my text. Don't make me come up there. You know, we have to pay attention to certain signs. You know, nothing like ain't nothing worse than being in the club. And they be like, uh, 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 Keisha, what's up, girl? Dante here. You got to be kidding me, girl. He's sitting right there, you know, and there's Dante with that Long Island iced tea <laughs> slurred up looking at you like, what's up? You know, some women like that possessiveness. I don't think it's cute. I mean, I want to know that you care about me and that you're interested in me, but that crazy to where I'm going to have to hit you over the head with a skillet to where I'm going to literally have to follow restraining order on you. That crazy to where I can be, go to the movies with you. And then five minutes later, uh, the movie gets out. We get in the car and we're talking about this and that, but you have plotted and planned on my life for somebody to kill me. See, Van Brad Walkins was no joke. Like when he sat on the stand, on the stand, like it was like, okay, he's a real killer. He's no joke, you know? And it's just so interesting having to have somebody else do your dirty work. And it shouldn't even be any work done at all, but to have to have somebody do your dirty work. The search effort, brothers and sisters, we, we were focusing on this, this case right here about Ray Carruth. Ten years later, the Sharika Adams Ray Carruth case. Take the time out to look at the documentaries yourself. Get the entire gist of it because there are several stories out there about this and they're all the same. They all are the same, you know, it all. There's nothing that, you know, is skewed off. But the one thing that Ray... Ray loved women and he loved women up to the point to where everything would be okay. But if you got pregnant and Ray wasn't ready for it, Ray would set somebody out to stomp you out, kill you. And that's what happened. I have heard this over and over again. It doesn't have to be a ball player. It could be just somebody local. True story. I was living in El Sobrante, California. Okay. And there was, I was reading the paper and there was a man who had killed his girlfriend and rode around with her body in his trunk for a whole week. Okay. For a whole week. Uh, you know, look, Ooh. it's real out here. See, I just, you know, I've always just wondered, you know, like, what happens as the signs are shown? Do we ignore them on purpose or what? Or do we just not see them at all? You know, it just takes me back to the case where I just read about the woman dating the man in prison. He got out and he killed her and her daughter. What the fudge? What the fudge? Okay. Your daughter has attitude. So now he decided to kill the mother and the daughter. Just got out. The mother was dating him. Let them mm, come to the house, live in the house because women got 
to have somebody in the bed. Sisters always got to have somebody in the bed. You just got to have somebody. It don't care. It don't matter if he only has one toe. It doesn't matter. He only have one nostril. It just doesn't matter. You got to have somebody and you want to take the cheap way out. And look, I'm not hating because I have a look. I know about incarcerations. I know about, you know, uh, having family members serving time. Okay. I'm not saying that all brothers in prison are unable to be changed. Okay. I'm not saying that some sisters can't end up in a relationship with somebody incarcerated and it work. That's just a disclaimer. But nine times out of ten, something can go wrong. It can. And it does. A lot of times. So, sister, are you so desperate to have somebody in your home that you are willing to forsake your mama bearship to let this in your house just so you can have somebody give you some penis. Okay? Now there's some of you say, I don't need no man. I can satisfy myself. No, you can't. If that's the case, sister, you wouldn't have a hole. Mm. <laughs> you don't hear what I'm saying, my sister. You can't satisfy yourself. I don't care how many sex toys you use. I don't care how much porno you look at. A man is there for several reasons. Okay? So getting back to the story. Sister, how desperate are you to have somebody in your life to where you would end up forsaking all of your wherewithal just to say you got somebody in your bed. Sister, I understand what it is to know that you're supposed to be somebody's helpmeet. But some of y'all like to rush the process to the point to where, you know, somebody comes home and you really don't know this brother and your daughter is acting in as her normal self and he can't take it and he snaps and you're gone and he's gone. Where is the love? Where is the loyalty? Where's the faithfulness? Where's all the things that you guys were talking about in the letters? Oh, it's good when he come home. See, some of you sisters like to date a brother in jail because you are insecure. Okay? I'm going to say it. Some of you, some of you date men in prison who have very long sentences because you are insecure. You have to have a man at all costs. This man has committed several homicides, even dismembered people, even did some harm to his mother. But you love him and you got to have you somebody and he's coming home to you, right? Because you love the fact that you know where he is at all times. You love the fact that you don't have to try to keep track of him because you know what he's doing. Ain't no way he's cheating on you, huh? <laughs> you better start watching some documentaries. He could be cheating, sister. Just keeping it 100. There are other men in there. And throughout time, those who do not have the self-control or the shield, they give in to same sex activities. Face it. Some of them do. Some of them like to masturbate. Just being honest. So, sister... How insecure are you that you are just let any old brother come to your house? Just see him standing on the street shivering. And here you go. You call. You need some cornbread. You want a nice bed to lay in. I only got four kids. Three dollars and a boy. And then here he comes in the house regulating, messing up, and the next thing you know, you have put yourself and your children in danger. Because you're insecure. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, the sister that's, that gets pregnant on purpose. Well, what does this have to do with the search effort? This has to deal with certain situations that result in other situations that lead to cold cases, that lead to stalking, that lead to kidnapping, that lead to disappearances. 
Okay? It all started with, what's your phone number? Can I call you? Hey, bae. Oh, he liked my picture. Oh, he hella cute. You know, all of that stuff. You know, plotting and planning. The next thing you know, you get caught up. Right? Sisters, NBA All-Star. Some of you can't wait to get down there. You can't wait to get pregnant by a ball player. You have forsaken the whole structure of what it means to actually be a wife. What it means to, brothers, to actually be a husband. And now everybody is coming together and they're creating instances where somebody does not like the end result and they get mad and they become murderous. Mm. They become a stalker. Have you ever been stalked? Have you ever had somebody not get it, call your phone nonstop, show up unexpectedly, come in your DMs, come around, just always around, making it uncomfortable? You? There are several people who could tell you some real life stories about a stalker, about somebody who does not get it, about somebody who has become infatuated with you. All you did was just smile, but they took that smile as a wrong gesture and now gesture and now you have to go to the court and the cops to try to get some type of shield put around you because somebody has violated and trespassed. See, I just got to put it out there. Some of you sisters, look, some of our sisters are dressing in manners that are so slutty that it puts you in a position to where you're not taken seriously and you could end up in a very foul situation. Now, some of you don't like to hear that. I Let me, okay, I'll put it on me. I used to dress in a way that I knew would attract men. Bam, said it. So don't sit there and try to pretend like I don't know what I'm speaking about tonight. Okay, I know what it is to bait a man, to lure a man, to dress a certain way, to make what a man stumble. Didn't know I was making him stumble. I know this now. And I also know that I cannot be taken seriously or respected and that somebody who does not have self-control can lure, can focus on me, become obsessed with me and then put me in a position to where I may not make it home or I may have to fight for my life or I may be found dismembered or I may never, there may never ever be a trace of me again. Yes, your clothing does affect the way the situation can go. I'm being honest. Yes, the brother has to have self-control and no it's not okay for you to show your breast and walk around half naked i'm not gonna sit here and just have the brothers feeling like all the pressure is on them to not look and not touch and this that and the third even though they don't need to be touching even though they don't need to be focusing but what i'm saying is sister why do you have to show your breast every time you come out and wear skirts that come all the way up to your butt and present yourself in a way that makes somebody feel like they have no they can't have no self-control that's why you got dressed like that in the first place don't tell me it's your body you can do what you want to with it it is not did you create it then it's not yours Ugh. i said that i'm so sick of seeing sisters come out looking so bad i know i looked bad okay any comments that i got about the way i was dressing i deserved so you deserve these comments. Sister, I'm just being honest with you. You putting yourself in a position to where you may not come home. Brother, I'm just being honest with you. You putting yourself in a position to where you may not ever be able to see the light of day again because you did not understand that no means no. But sister, no means no also for you. Should you wear that shirt? No. Should you wear them pants? No. Should you wear them heels that you can barely walk in that make your feet curl and deform? No. Should you be sitting there shaking your butt in front of, excuse me, shaking your bottom in front of men looking like you ready to be on Luke's next tour? No. Should you be all in your video? Uh, what? What? I didn't know. What? You know, showing your breast, showing your booty. Excuse me. <laughs> this is getting real. Showing your breast, showing your bottom. You know what I mean? Just really act. Like, what do you expect? Stay out of my DMs. Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> Stay out your DMs. Really? Hmm. Isn't that what you want, sister? 
on the search effort tonight. We're keeping it 100. We are talking about things that lead to things that lead to death. I don't want you to end up like Sharika. Sharika didn't even want to end up like Sharika. I don't want you to have to, you know, have your child uh, go through a C-section and then have cerebral palsy and leave them off on your mother because you're no longer here because of a situation. I don't. I don't want you chasing behind these men trying to get their money, trying to get their fame, their status. Get your own ish. And then wait for the Lord to bless you with somebody so y'all can really wonder twins activate. I'm being real tonight. Okay. I'm tired of seeing it. Why? Because then the way you dress. And it has an impact on the way you're viewed. And the way that you approach a woman that's dressed like that has an impact on the way you're viewed. Oh, it's real. Oh, it's real, brothers and sisters. You are listening to the search effort. We are talking about sex crimes and, you know, sex, sexual abuse and, you know, things like that. And yeah, that will carry off into the culture climate. But tonight, this is just where we're going with it. Are you a ball player? Do you play in the NFL? Is the only reason why you're in the NFL is because you have no game and you know you can get a girl that way. Because a lot of brothers will do that. You put yourselves in positions so where you end up do getting set up and jacked. Flossing, you know, flossing, your watch, your money. Let me tell you, you know what is the... Who, the bootsiest brother is the one who always has to flash his money on any type of social media. Or has to pull out the whole wad just to pay for a stick of gum. I'm not saying it's okay to get set up, but you're putting yourself in a position. You know, your diamonds. And you know, I've never understood why you brothers are so, why some brothers are so hung up on getting some that you know you ain't from that block. You know you're not from that hood. And you know once you cross the tracks, it's hot, but you'll do anything for a piece of vagina. I'm talking to you tonight, my brother. You know you could save your life by becoming celibate. <laughs> oh, they don't want to hear this though. You all don't want to hear it, right? You can save your life by being celibate. Celibate. Oh yeah, you can. You can completely reset. Ask God to take it away. Because a lot of us are being led by some things that have us showing up at some events. That make us put on our bait outfit, B-A-I-T, and we go in for the kill. And then sometimes we get involved in something that we did not expect. You know, it's nothing worse than a sister getting with a football player. And guess what? He wants to beat on her. Or gets with a ball player and he wants to beat on her. Ain't nothing worse than two people coming together only because all they wanted to do was just have sex. Now they don't know what to do with each other. Ooh, the search effort. Okay, brothers and sisters, I'm just saying we'll be back after these commercial breaks. Aviated Visuals is a dope artist on the move starting the year off right January 27th with his first solo art show, and he wants you to be in the building, along with special guest creators, Flywalker, Kiana, 100K, and the Sister Speak Show. Doors open at 730 at 1409 South Lamar Street in Dallas. Tickets are just $15 at WhiteArtTwinExperienceBigCartel.com. Aviated Visuals, a dope artist on the move. All right, brothers and sisters, thank you for listening to the Sister Speak Show. We are live on the search effort. So look, I know it was heavy. It's a little heavy tonight, but that doesn't mean that you can't handle it. Why can't you handle it? Because brothers and sisters, we want you to listen live and on demand to the Sister Speak Show. There are six segments dedicated to serving you, my brothers and sisters. We have the platform coming to the stage, the culture climate, the laugh line, the tour, and the search effort. Oh, the Sister Speak show, where contemporary meets vision, sound, and action, a talk show for great minds that create, inspire, and evolve.
brothers and sisters, I want you to listen live and on demand all week to the Sister Speak show, starting tonight with Coming to the Stage, Wednesday, the search effort, Thursday at 5 p.m., part two of the culture climate then at 7 p.m on thursday the tour with alan guillory we have the laugh line on friday saturday little g the goon will be on the tour and then sunday e and j on the laugh line the sister speak show where contemporary meets vision sound and action Brothers and sisters, welcome back to The Search Effort. This is Ayana, your host, and you are listening live. We've been talking about Sharika Adams and Ray Roof, and we've just been keeping it 100, okay? We're talking about the things that lead to death. We're talking about how relationships go sour and um, lead to stalking, kidnapping, like I said, murder cold cases. You know, just kind of like just going all over the place, you know, and, and really just hitting on some things. You know, what was the last crazy relationship you were in? Have you ever been in a domestic violence situation? Has somebody ever attempted to take your life? Have you ever been kidnapped? Have you ever been held captive? True story, brothers and sisters. Now I'm going to be very transparent with you. I don't know if I should share it on the search effort or maybe if I should share it on the culture climate. Let me think. I think I'm going to share it on the culture climate. I have a very personal story that I'm going to share, but it will be on the culture climate because the culture climate this Thursday is dedicated part two. You know, we're going to talk about relationships, sexual abuse, sexual behaviors, sexually transmitted diseases and sexually transmitted deceptions. It is real in the field. And I think the story that I have is more so geared towards that. And it, it, it's, it's, it's heavy. It's very much so heavy. You know, brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you. Now, I know it was kind of strong, the language. You know, what's real. You know, gosh, Ayana, you know, you really, you really went there. But look, brothers and sisters, this sister is not here anymore because two pe- because she liked somebody and he said he liked her. But after they fornicated and he ejaculated inside of her and she got pregnant, he didn't want the child. And so, look, this is real. I have, look, what did, I didn't know, you know, I just ain't ready for that yet. So you're ready to lay with me, not know me, put your raw penis inside of my raw vagina, and we are going to fornicate. You're going to ejaculate inside of me. I'm going to receive it. Then I'm going to become pregnant, but you aren't ready for it. There's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with that. There's something wrong with that. See, brothers... You don't have to have sex. I'm a man. I got to have it all the time. You don't understand. It's on my mind all the time. And I'm trying to tell you that is a demon. That is that succubus and that incubus demon. You all better look up these demons. That's the only thing I'm going to say we're going to talk about on the on the culture climate. But look, brothers and sisters, this is real. Everything that's fine isn't fine. Okay? Everything that's pretty isn't pretty. Everything that's cute is not cute. You know? If you are interested in a brother only because he's fine, you're in trouble. If you're interested in a sister only because she's fine, you are in trouble. Brothers and sisters, we're going to switch gears and we're going to move forward as we get ready to close out. We've talked about the, the, the black and the missing. And there are several people who have gone missing for decades, centuries. And... There are cold cases and there are hot cases. Brothers and sisters, there are a lot of our youth who are on the streets who have just run away from home and that they actually have been taken. And they are sold into sex trafficking and they are murdered and some are never found again and some are, okay? It's a broad spectrum of results as a result of someone being taken. And there, you know, when it comes to cold cases, cold cases aren't just about disappearances. They are about murders, okay? So, with the black and the missing, our brothers and our sisters going missing. And let me tell you something about our brothers and our sisters. I know that my brothers and my sisters are not just the people who are, who I say are quote unquote black. I know that my brothers and sisters all come from the 12 tribes of Israel. So I'm speaking into the entire 12 tribes of Israel when I say my brothers and my sisters. Judah, okay, that's the tribe I'm from. So anyway, 
When it comes to our brothers and sisters missing, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go online to blackandmissing.org. I want you to go to where it says cold cases, where it shows, you know, how to donate, how to get involved, everything that has to deal with the black and the missing. And I want you to take the time out to look at these pictures. You don't have to look at all of them at once, but you have to look at them. Period. If you can go on Instagram and scroll all day long and zoom in and zoom out all day long on somebody else's at somebody else's photo and there are millions of profiles on Instagram and you can find yourself looking at Instagram all day long at pictures, you're going to take this time out to look on the blackandmissing.org and you're going to look at these pictures. Some photos have been regenerated to what they look like now. Some are recent. And, and look, no matter where you are, there is somebody who is missing. And no matter where you are, there is somebody who was last seen in your area eight times out of ten. So, when you go on this website, I want you to look where they were last seen, what they had on, where they, you know, uh, as much details as, as listed, read it. If you have a brother or a sister who lives in the area that that human was last seen in, Contact them. Tell them how to go to the website, you know, or even screenshot the information and send it to them so they can be on the lookout. Maybe they can post it on their page. And I want to applaud all of my brothers and sisters who have taken the time out to repost flyers of those who have gone missing. Thank you. That's what the search effort is about, my brothers and sisters. If there is someone who has gone missing in your community and there is a search party being rallied together, participate. You may find a clue, okay? And search parties do work. Why? Because of the search effort of the search party where people have been found alive as well as deceased, okay? There's nothing worse than, you know, not having enough people to help you look. But where there is an army of people who are dedicated with the same objective to look for whoever has gone missing, then that's something to applaud, okay? So we want to help our people, right? We can't say we're all about our people and then when you're challenged and when the task is before you, you don't do anything about it. I'm giving you something or I'm telling you and suggesting highly for you to please help with the search effort to locate our brothers and sisters seriously. You know, some of them are literally downtown prostituting, sleeping on the streets. Why? Because something went wrong at home. Some have run away to keep daddy off of them, to keep mama off of them, to keep grandpa off of them, to stop the abuse. You know, uh, because they were neglected, whatever it is. And I understand in some cases, some people don't need to be reunited with their families, right? So there's always a cause for judgment and discernment, okay? But uh, probably about seven times out of ten, people want to be reunited, period. You know, and there's nothing wrong. There's nothing like eating slop with the pigs, I'm telling you. Ain't nothing like sleeping on a concrete Excuse me, especially in this weather, brothers and sisters. The search effort is crucial. Have you seen them looking on the back of a milk cart, looking at the poster at Walmart that has the pictures of our brothers and sisters who have gone missing? It's 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 frightening. You know what? The first premiere, excuse me, the premiere of the search effort, as I was reading the names of the individuals who had been kidnapped and, and, and had gone missing, I had chills. I started to get a little scared. I was like, well, I'm going to stop reading this because I'm getting a little, this is making me a little nervous, right? You know, because it's like, gosh, like last scene, right? Last scene. That's frightening, my brothers and sisters. That's absolutely frightening. Or the mother who gives birth and her babies are snatched, the baby is snatched out of her arms by someone who nine times out of ten either they were jealous or they could not have children and wanted to bring home a baby in enough time because they did not want to lose their man 
desperate. Oh, it's real. See, the stories on the search effort can go anywhere because you just never know what we're going to talk about that's related to a cold case, a stalking, a kidnapping, you know. What a homicide detective is going to share, a coroner is going to share, you know, the ME, the medical examiner is going to share. You know, I want to try to interview somebody off of the first 48 hours, you know. I'm very intrigued by these 48 hours and what all goes into it. Yeah, I've seen the show, but it's nothing like really just being able to talk to somebody outside of watching them on TV, okay? I'm serious, my brothers and sisters. So your homework is to go on that website, look at those pictures, look at those cold cases, and see if you could provide an answer, a solution, or some type of tip to help somebody out. Now, a lot of people call into the tip lines, and they give tips, and some of the tips are just whatever's, and then some of them are actually good tips. So that's what I want you to do. You know, I want you to stay sober and vigilant. I don't want anything to happen to you. So listen, 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 listen. Do your homework. Follow up on this Ray Carew, Sharika Adams story. It is definitely worth watching uh, the documentary on, on, on these two. And, you know, follow along and see what happens if, in fact, he does get to reunite with the son that he tried to murder. Ain't nothing like sitting down for 45 years, 25 years, having nothing but time on your hand to think. Mm, mm, mm. Whether you are a male or a female. So as we get ready to close out, listen. Listen, listen, listen. You're going to do your homework. You're going to watch the video. Okay? You're going to reach out to some of your people and see if they, they want to be on the search effort. If they have a survival story that they want to share. Now look, if you want to come on the show, but you don't want anybody to see your face or or anything like that, we can keep you anonymous. We can call you a totally different name, but we definitely would want to hear the story so somebody else can be encouraged and we can encourage you. That's what the Sister Speak show is about. It's about encouragement. And guess what? If you are a loved one and you are missing a loved one and you would like to put out any type of information on the Sister Speak show, yes, you can be on the Sister Speak show. An international podcast? Yes. You can definitely be on the show so we can definitely get the words out that your brother or your sister or whoever it is is missing and they need to be found. And you know what else, brothers and sisters, we're going to cover next time. Why are brothers and sisters being found with their organs missing? What's going on to where our brothers and sisters are being found cut open and their major organs are missing? That black market is something wicked, okay? There is a huge black market out there for body parts. And guess what? Our brothers and our sisters are being found cut open and their organs missing. Lord God, help us. Please. I mean, it, it, you know, you have to literally... <laughs> it's funny, my ex-sister-in-law said to me that I was too paranoid. I'm also alive. <laughs> I'm also in my right mind. I believe that paranoia is a gift when used appropriately. Paranoia allows me to think the whole thing through. From beginning, middle, to end. It allows me to play out certain scenarios that are probable. It allows me to do deductive reasoning as to why I may or may not attend said function or do whatever. So brothers and sisters, when it comes to paranoia, it can be your best friend. Now anxiety, mm -mm. but paranoia, if that means that I'm going to sit around and be aware of and think about, mm, maybe I shouldn't go to the back of that alley. There's no lights. There's there is a stench of death. Maybe I shouldn't go. Or maybe I shouldn't go down to Tijuana since they're snatching up people. This, You know, you just got to pay attention. So I'm glad I'm paranoid. Okay? Paranoia can save you. If that's what you need to do, if you need to be paranoid in order to keep you from being murdered, in order to keep you from being stalked, kidnapped, or whatever, then you guess what? Hey, paranoia for two please i'm not playing give me i take a side of paranoia hi i'd like to order uh, a hamburger and some paranoia uh yeah a large paranoia please
Thank you. Thank you. Uh, does that paranoia come in a large? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you have a size six in paranoias? Thank you. Thank you. Hairstyle. I was thinking about getting the paranoia braids. <laughs> Brothers and sisters. I know it. I'm serious about that. Listen, the time has been well spent. I thank you for listening to the search effort. We're getting ready to close out. I hope you have a wonderful evening. Tomorrow, brothers and sisters, a jam-packed show. First at 5 o'clock live, The Culture Climate Part 2, where we talk about relationships, sexual abuse, sexual behaviors. We talk about sexually transmitted diseases as well as sexually transmitted deceptions. And then 7 o'clock, I want you to listen live to the tour. That's right. Alan Guillory from the city. We party straight out of Houston, Texas, baby. Already. We'll be on the tour, the Sister Speak Show, 7 p.m. live. Don't miss it. And then, Sat Friday. Friday, Ayana. Know your dates. Friday, we have the laugh line, okay? And guess what? Yes, I'll be doing my 10-minute sit-down comedy. I'm not going to stop. I know I'm funny. Is she funny? Yes. So I want you to listen for 10 minutes, but guess what? Saturday on the tour, Lil G. The goon, brothers and sisters, he will be live calling in from Chicago, Illinois. And then, guess what? On, let me see, the tour Sunday. Oh, I got so many shows. The tour, E and J will be live from Boston, Massachusetts. Yes, I will switch up my voice at any time I want to and add any accent because that's just what I do. Okay, so jam-packed listen live the sister speak show is going hard in the paint in 2018 live and on demand sunday through sunday monday is the only day that i do not come on the show because i need to rest got to have vocal rest but i love what i do i love the fact that you listen over 1300 plays mexico netherlands australia jamaica and the entire united states because i have some of the dopest special guests ever to come on the sister speak show and we're juiced so listen catch the platform catch coming to the stage catch the search effort catch the culture excuse me catch the platform catch coming to the stage catch the search effort catch the culture climate catch the tour and catch the laugh line my brothers and sisters a six segment podcast dedicated to you we are a platform that influences a climate that is conducive to who you are and who you should be all the special guests who will be on the sister speak show are dynamic and impacting the communities with their passions you can catch special guest interviews live performances in studio interviews and live on location reports no reckless entertainment just responsible listening nourishment we don't go dumb we go wisdom this is ayana and i am signing off of the search effort until we meet again live tomorrow listening to the culture climate you have a wonderful evening and you stay warm this is the speak show where contemporary meets vision sound and action a talk show for great minds that create inspire and evolve be blessed be encouraged be inspired and i will speak to you tomorrow Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.